Welcome all you Plus 2 Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus 2 Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, and before we get to our fantastic episode with Les Headley, I gotta tell you about some upcoming shows. April 24th, we will be returning to the Castle Point Anime Convention for stand-up comedy, an episode of this very podcast, and the return of the Plus 2 Comedy Dating Game. Also, you might be able to see me doing a little bit of cosplay pro wrestling. Will? Probably not. But me! So yay. So be sure to come out for that. For more information, check out CastlePointAnime.com. Also, I am happy to announce that Plus 2 Comedy will be returning to anime next on June 10th through the 12th come to beautiful Atlantic City, New Jersey and the Atlantic City Convention Center for anime next we will be going beyond the tentacle along with a bunch of other fun things so please come on out to anime next for more information check out animenext.org also this episode of the Plus 2 Comedy Podcast is brought to you by K&N Replacement Air Filters. K&N Replacement Air Filters are designed to increase horsepower, improve vehicle performance, and provide excellent engine protection. And will last you the length of your car, truck, or motorcycle's life. K&N Air Filters for street vehicles are easy to install, and they come with the worry-free K&N Million Mile Limited Warranty. So please, stop buying the cheap throwaway air filters and go to knfilters.com slash podcast and get a great deal on K&N replacement air filters. And hey, you'll get free shipping and a free hat. Free hat! knfilters.com slash podcast. And now, without any further ado, take it away, Kirby Crackle. Who's ready for a podcast? Ooh. I had to point at one person and let them know I need some cheering <laughs> right now. Pointed at more people. <laughs> yeah, I have more fingers. I don't know why I didn't do it. Who's here to do other things that is currently being annoyed by a podcast? All right. I <laughs> got tried. one. You tried. There's a random Jake Madden waving. <laughs> hey! One fan from afar. <laughs> this is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast coming to you live from Nerdvana. That's 3003 English Creek Avenue in Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, and I am joined by the Barry to my archer, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? Oh, well, at least they become a cyborg though, right? Yeah. Like so hurt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. The, the correct answer is only when it rains. Yeah. I haven't seen season. That'd be a lie. That's <laughs> season one. Yeah, I'm on like five now. Tisk tisk. I think I'm more like Brett. He's the guy that keeps getting shot and then dies. Okay, you can be the Brett to my archer. All right, that good, makes you happy. Our guest this week owns the very store we're in. So oh my! He's the reason you're here. So I want loud cheering for Les Headley. Yeah, we got a few. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm why it's not this. This doesn't happen. You're right. <laughs> you I'm get the, the full volume of the people that don't want to cheer while <laughs> we're doing this show this time. It was so sincere. So, Les, we have an icebreaker question we'd like to start the show off with. Oh, great. If it was sautéed with butter and garlic and not for survival, but placed in front of you, would you eat human flesh? This is brought to you not, by Jason Pollock. Didn't not we have not this for one? survival. Not for survival. It's just just a delicious meal. I mean, I'm probably considered morbidly obese, but I don't <laughs> think that even with the even saltine. I question it randomly. Even, <laughs> so even even at the random factor, I don't think I would eat human flesh out of the principle if I knew it was human flesh. Uh, that being said, you know yeah. if if denial's there, you know, I might try it out. See what's up. Yeah, I if I didn't know it was human flesh. And someone's just like, here, eat this delicious meat. That's I'd probably really good. eat it, yeah. Oh, like, oh, that, that's awkward. Yeah, I've but opened that's... up something I can't close. That's great. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> Why is that not fair? Because we just handed you meat. That's like, yeah, I'd eat it. Of course you would. It yeah, smells okay. delicious. I know. I'm answering the question. How, would you eat the human? No. I think it was Josh that told me, uh, yeah, my partner Josh, told me uh, a while ago that apparently our bodies should be able to 
uh, processed human meat better than any other like meat that we eat. Really? Yeah, it's, really? it's, it's little I, I heard we were bad at it processing human I don't meat because he could lie to me. He yeah. lies to me a lot. <laughs> He's just trying <laughs> to trick you into eating human meat. <laughs> what I it learned from the, a lot the relationship. I left this magazine of human meat out. <laughs> oh look, where did you get this? <laughs> what I learned from the film Book of Eli, starring Denzel Washington. Yeah, you get the shakes. <laughs> you get the shaky shakes if you eat too much of it. Because our genetics are so similar that you don't get enough out of it. That's what I had heard. Yeah. I'm um, I'm not sure if Book of Eli is considered to be proper science. Mm. But, I mean, you know, like... It eh. had an iPod in it. The story of a blind man. <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic world that memorized the Bible. Yes. This, is that how the actual Bible was written? Somebody just memorized it? Actually, it was, yeah. Was yeah, it probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they got rid of a bunch of she's and turned them to he's. Mm-hmm. And all the bigotry <laughs> yeah. going in. So you, you're you're not eating the human flesh, there, Will? No, I am not. Not not knowingly. I don't know, to be honest. Like the more I think about it, it depends on who it is. I think also. Yeah, I'm where did it? Do you, no, you get like a picture of the person beforehand before you eat it? No, like, no, this doesn't look beforehand. Uh, Greg is standing there missing an arm, <laughs> and like here, I made this for you. <laughs> Well, his sacrifice, I feel like it's really rude to it's not, really to not rude eat it. not to eat Greg's arm. Because, like, like, first off, he had to cut off the arm, and then he had to prepare it with the other arm. With one arm! Like, that's one arm Greg now. I get a from Greg wing, though. Like, I can't get, I like, Greg back that. fat, or maybe a Greg haunch. <laughs> I like that idea. Like, hey, I made this. Mm, that's not the part I want. you mind? <laughs> this is really good, but, like, you know, I think you could really, you know, give this guy a hand, I guess. You know? <laughs> Step it up a bit if you catch me. I heard the organs are healthier than the meat, so... <laughs> but I need this to live. one kidney. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I think the ice is broken. Is very strangely broken. Yeah. So, Les, you own this very store. I do, in fact. So tell us all the wonderful things about Nerdvana. Well, what we're trying to do is, like, we're going for a little more mainstreamy feel with just nerding in general, so... You know, a lot of stores, they oftentimes don't come off very welcoming to outsiders that aren't already a part of it. And we were going for making it very approachable. So people walk in, feel like they're at home already. And part of that is to do with the aesthetic, part of that is to do with just the way we are, you know, the way we promote our, promote our different um, groups that we have here, different games that we sell. We, we go for as approachable as possible. We, we, we fe- feature on those, those, we call them fringe nerds a lot of times, but <laughs> the guys that are like, yeah, I, you know, I watch a lot of the nerdy shows. I. I maybe I play some of the games, but I'm not really into, let's say, like Magic. Or my friends play. I have a lot of friends that do, but I've never really taken the dive. We built our business model around trying to get, convert those guys and women into um, into customers, and that's that's you know it seems to be going pretty well. We got a lot of people here hanging out tonight, and you know most of this week we're pretty much almost filled to capacity because that, of it. You guys have some of the mo- I don't know another word. The most organized, organized play that I've seen. We've been to a couple game stores doing this, and like. You just how you structure it out and think about space and everything. Like it's less cluttered well, than a lot of game. Well, uh, Josh is very clever individual on, on on that himself. He's just a very smart guy. And then add that with my construction background. And when we did everything, we did, we laid it all out for a reason. Like the way we have the front set up to the back here. Like the way we just do everything was calculated. It wasn't you know by chance. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of it. Yeah, I like. There's like a clear separation between yeah. the store and the gaming area. Slash podcast studio. <laughs> yeah, obviously. It's a very clever store, and you say you have a lot of events. What events do we got going on here? Well, every night we have something going on. Tonight we have Magic. We have Open Play for Armada. We have more time starting up this week. Um, <coughs> Tuesdays we have board uh-huh. game night. Um, our family board night is pretty big. We get between forty and sixty for it. Uh, that's pretty fun because it's free to come out and play. If you play a board game, I get a raffle ticket. That night, you have a chance to win a $20 gift card to the store. And the final Tuesday of the month, you have a chance to win a board game off the wall. So it's a great promotion for the store because it gets a lot of people that aren't really into gaming into the store and just playing stuff just for the fun of it rather than having to feel like they have to put the monetary commitment up front, you know, which is it's good for promotion. Uh, Wednesdays, we have our living card games. Uh, so, like, any of our LCGs. So things like Game of Thrones, Netrunner. Um, that's the, the night where we really have that thrive. We started up Dice Masters this week. Uh, we've been pushing it pretty hard. Um, so that's a pretty fun game. It's kind of like like a collectible card game, like Magic meets uh, like DC Deck Builder. So it's like it's like okay. you're drafting a deck or a, a, a bag of dice as you play the game. It's really <laughs> really fun. Um, I got into it. I just bought like 80 packs of the stuff today for myself. It's kind of terrible. Um, Thursdays we have Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, I believe DBZ. Fridays we have Magic the Gathering as well as um, 
it's main, sorry, main, main, uh, Magic the Gathering. Uh, Saturday, we're doing all kinds of events during the days, but uh, we're, we're never doing a slow girl league Saturday nights. And then Sundays, we do a lot of our War Machine events. So every, every day, we have something going on here in the store. And then we have monthly events as well that are usually one-ofs or like bi-monthly that we have going on. Like this uh, this Saturday, we're doing um, br- a board game brunch from 10 to 2. Um, Ooh, you can get some like yeah, uh, coffee and some uh, uh, some donuts, and you just hang out and play games. Not eggs. I mean, it's messy, and I'm not going to put the effort in in the morning. But, you know, like, Dunkin' Donuts is a thing. I will stop by there and get some stuff. Dunkin' Donuts is a thing. Yeah, you're welcome to go there and get your own food. (laughs) While you're there, my order is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. A lot of people are very interested by it, and we're doing some cool stuff where um, with the uh, board game brunch, if you demo a game that we play a game that we demo uh, on Saturday, I'm going to give you a ticket. That ticket is, is renewable for the next 10 days, and then you can get 10% off on the purchase of a game that you demoed. So it's you know a little, little way to promote the games that we have going out to. It'll be fun. Excellent. Excellent. And you do have a great podcast in the back of your store. Thank you for, yeah. for also mentioning that. Oh, we appreciate you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, events that we... Don't that laugh we halfway through the sentence. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Ah, JK. <laughs> Couldn't even get all the words out. You say nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> I appreciate you guys back here. It adds a lot of uh, noise. It, 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 it adds in more of the the laid back feel we're trying to go for the store. You know, it's not super elite. It's just meant just to be fun and not taking it seriously. That's what all this is about. It's just a, about having a good time. Yeah, fun ambiance brought to you by the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. <laughs> now we've had a couple store owners on the show, mm-hmm. and they we when we ask them, so why would you open a store? We always get like a very sad, depressing answer. <laughs> About how it was a huge mistake. I don't think Josh's was sad. Uh, well, he was. Th- that was like months ago, though. Open a few, <laughs> it's true. few days when we had him Because so. we asked one person who then just started to cackle madly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I won't say who it is, but if you listen to early episodes, yeah, yeah. you will find them. There's evidence. <laughs> so why did you open Nerdbomb? Well, it's a combination. I've always, I've always felt this area could. You know, it's, there's always been stores in the area, but um, I always think that they lacked in different ways. Um, and when Josh approached me with the opportunity to want to do the store, um, you know, we knew that we had to, uh, we we're onto something that we thought was going to be pretty cool and it was unique. I think that uh, because we're, we're focused on a little bit of the more mainstream gaming, it has uh, potential to draw on a, a lot larger and more diverse demographic than anyone's really focused on, at least locally in South Jersey. And um, it's it's one of the things that this community was had a vacancy recently, unfortunately. But it was one of the things that Game Store went out of business, and we we saw that as a community that needed to be filled with you know with that with that being gone. It was like this was a prime time to take a shot at doing it, you know doing it again. I was a part of a store you know like five years ago, and I saw what not to do. So adding that you know going into it, I knew what you know the downsides were and. I uh, decided that despite all that, you know, this is a lot of fun. This is a you know, good job to have. Can't really complain too much when your job is to literally have fun for a living. So <laughs> that is true. That is true. So, so you you say you learned a bunch of what not to do's. Give yeah. give us one one key thing <laughs> not to do if um, you're opening a game store. What not to do is not not have enough product. You got to have <laughs> stuff to sell people. And yeah. a lot of times people start. A store with like you know oh, I got ten grand I'm gonna open up a store and you can't do that you got you gotta you gotta do it the right way you gotta put your, put the money out and really take a shot at it because by uh, trying to budget buy people the first impressions are very strong with people you know what they think when they walk in the doors what they're gonna think about the next two three years mm-hmm. and if, if they don't come back it's because of what they thought initially yeah, that's the way you talk to them if that's the way that it looks. Big reason why we go for a very aesthetically pleasing store is when people to walk in the room and be like, "Wow, factor!" We want that to happen. People will come in the door and say, "This is this is somewhere I want to hang out at." And ultimately, when you're when you are an establishment that is meant for you to, you know, this is a luxury. Nothing you don't need anything in here. I sell. Mm-hmm. You don't need to live. It's not. You know, it's not food. It's not oxygen. I disagree. <clears throat> it's not, despite, <laughs> despite popular belief sometimes. But it's one of those things that you know it is supposed to improve your quality of life and supposed to make you know be fun and you know have a great time doing it. So, if you approach it with that in mind, that this is not something that you need to have, but something that you want to have, and that I have to acknowledge that every time I'm selling something, is that, you know, you, uh, rarely we see me upsell somebody on a product I don't think they're really going to like. Reason being is, yeah, I might get $100 on somebody today because I sold them on a board game they don't want. But then they're going to play the board game like, this board game is terrible, I'm never going to buy it, and I'm not going to go there because I can't trust them. 
it's very much of building this relationship up and really trying to cultivate basically friendships with every person who walks in the door. That's the goal, at least. You know. And that's really what you want out of a nice store. It's a friendship. Because I will say, when I walked in here, my first thoughts were, hey, it smells kind of nice in here. <laughs> well, Followed we have, by the trash cans are cool. <laughs> we, have, we have 12 air fresheners uh, in our play space. Um, that's, really? That's intentional. I mean, there's certain things that you just didn't happen. Accidentally put twelve air fresheners up. <laughs> that's very intentional, um, and that's you know those kind of things you have to combat if, if you know if possible because it just it's part of the culture. It's just we what can exists. Being unhygienic people. Well, it's, not, it's not even the people. It's just you get sixty people in a yeah, in an true. area that's very that is not that large, and you're trying to uh, hang out for four or five hours. You know, just as happens, you know, people fart and it is what it is. <laughs> you know. So we, 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 we try to you know have our first line of defense with that. We clean every day. That's another thing that's very important. Yes. You know, like we spend an hour with co- at least two of us cleaning up every day. You know, just what it is. You got you have to do it. You know. You have a noticeable lack of Yu Gi Oh card wrappers on your floor. Yeah. Every every Friday morning after Yu Gi Oh though we have a lot. Just like every <laughs> Saturday we have a lot from Friday night for Magic. You know, it just there's a lot of. Battlefield debris you have to pick up every day. <laughs> but, you know, that means they're buying the packs here, so I don't care. Yeah. That's a good point. That's true. That is a good point. So, any other advice you would like to give to someone who wanted to start a store? We get this question a lot when we go to conventions, mm-hmm. and most people just say don't. <laughs> so, well, a lot of people don't want competition. Don't. Um, like, don't open up near me. Okay. Um, yeah. No, but, like, if, you, if, you, if real... someone in Texas was listening to no, this. No, no. Um, no, I think that if you open up a game store, you have to have... Really work the numbers. You got to look at your your demographic locally. A lot of people don't do that, and they like within this within this location, within five miles, we have about sixty thousand homes and a median income of about sixty one thousand dollars. Now, luckily, the complex did that information for us. We didn't have to look into that too too much. But people spend a lot of money on that to look it up. A lot of stores do not. So people go like, ah, there's a lot of people live here, and they don't think about commuting. They don't think about all the other stuff that really drives the reason why people are in that area, um, rather than just opening up because that's what they think is this is going to be a good spot for a store. Um, making sure that you have a lot of crossover with local businesses that are nearby because, like, in this complex, we have, like, five different places you can eat, but we also have a shop, right? You know, like, there's a lot of reasons people are in the store, and we have AC Moore next door. AC Moore, we didn't think was going to be as big of a deal. It's huge. We get so many people will come in the store because they're artsy-fartsy next door, <laughs> come in here because there's a lot of things, that, a lot of overlap we were, that was unintentional. And... So, my biggest thing is look into your local market and see what's really there. You got to look at what other stores that are comparable, let's say within an hour of your location, what they do on a yearly income because you have to, you got to know if you can pay rent. And that's something that, you know people don't don't really realize that you know you know rent's going to cost me four grand. Uh, I have yeah. to pay I got to pay all my all the overheads. You know, some places might you, know, you might have to do twenty five thirty thousand dollars in sales to break even on the month. Mm-hmm. You know, in some in a lot of retail locations, people don't think of that. Because they just think, all right, I just had you know, runs four grand, so they had to sell four thousand dollars of the product. No, to make four grand, you got to sell eight thousand, nine thousand, ten thousand dollars of the product, depending on what you're selling. They don't think of that. So like, and then you know, what does that take to do every day sustaining? You know, it's hard. Yeah. So you have to know all that going into it. We were very fortunate because the store that was here, you know, before they closed, had to establish a very strong community that we have since adopted a lot of. Yeah. A lot of that groundwork that we basically didn't have to do. Which yeah, you was, guys, well, you. Capitalized on a very strong internet community. Yeah. I know that, and I saw that happen. I thought that was very smart. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like with Facebook ads? Like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a bunch of groups erupted after the other store closed. Yeah, and then you guys were in there, well, like, "Hey, come check this out." Well, our we our our demographic is eighteen to twenty-five. That's your bread and butter for our store. The guys are going to college. You know, got people that are going to uh, just recently out of high school. People that have a lot of typically. Um, even though it may not, may, not, may not make a lot of money because again they're young and they just you maybe have part time jobs or going to school, they have a lot of disposable income because they don't have any bills yet because they're you mm-hmm. know they're, they're those in between you know adulting you know, um, and that's obviously our demographic you know just this kind of stuff so that's what you have the PS to what do people go on they're on Facebook you know you're on Twitter all that kind of stuff and. I don't go on Twitter typically, so our Twitter account has been really terrible. But we just we got, we got some help with that recently, so we have people that do our Twitter, our Instagram for us now. Like keep up on it because some that Josh and I don't really excel at. So instead of letting it die, we just take care of it. You know, that's having someone else do it for us is what we have to do. You know? All right, so I, I got an awkward question. Sure. Uh, why are we not saying the name of the other store? He started not saying jesters, and then I didn't want to start doing <laughs> well, it, but I'm going to start saying it now. We recorded in there <laughs> for like a year and a half. <laughs> 
um, talking about? I didn't know it's how far this went out. It's not Beetlejuice. Well, no. I didn't realize if it was one of those deals. Like, <laughs> well, you said it twice now, so. Yeah, careful. <laughs> um, Yu-Gi-Oh rappers are going to come back. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Fool of a took. <laughs> Would have you ever considered starting a reality show where you go to games like Nerd Store John Taffer? Have you ever seen Bar Rescue? Uh, no. Ah, uh, no. Oh, Game Store Rescue yeah. would be a great show. You just go in and belligerently start <laughs> yelling at them for the things they're you smells not. Bad. <laughs> yeah. smells, smells bad. Smells bad. Trash cans full. <laughs> Clean it up. You just knock it onto the ground. Um. Yeah, I haven't thought of doing that. I mean, there's I a market that, for it. The shows there's, are popular. Yeah, I mean. That that'd probably be featured on sci-fi like at like two AM. Um, but yeah. And maybe. Maybe that's what I can jump into if this doesn't work out. And then <laughs> it works out really well. end with uh, go online to see how the store is currently doing. It's just like <laughs> they closed. <laughs> of course they closed. Les Headley owns over one, almost one successful game store. And if you know game stores, that's huge. <laughs> oh, it's point five successful yeah. game, game stores. stores. <laughs> Nice. Wow. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> he only has to work a hundred hours a week. Every year, all game stores close. <laughs> in the arms of an angel. Starts yeah. playing in the background. <laughs> but in his spare time, he helps other stores. I got 14 minutes. What's wrong? <laughs> it smells in here. Goodbye. <laughs> well, the other big thing is, like, when we, before we opened, we... We reached out to a really successful game store out in Philly called Showcase Comics. Um, this, the owner over there, Mike Clark, is I consider a lot of a lot of ways a savant when it comes to just knowing how to handle just different scenarios. But he's just a very good businessman. And before we opened, we went to him. And said, Listen, man, you're the most successful dude I know in the Tri-State area. Like you've been around for 30 years. Like you know what's up. You know, help. <laughs> and uh, you know, we offered like to, to clean his store while we we're there. Like we just we leached the guy for about 10, 15 hours. Uh, over like three visits, and um, he he was um, invaluable. You, you can't really express how much like he helped us along the way, uh, because there's just a lot of little small talk of those like these things are what um, you need to do, and this is the things they don't need to do. Taking jumping into certain product lines that we, you know you don't necessarily sell very well in a retail location. You have to build up a lot of communities. You know, certain games that, like Dice Masters. I've been wanting to push it for six months. I had to establish the other games to store first. It just takes so long because you want to build a community to make sure it's cultivated and, and growing rather than starting something for like a week and then letting it die and then mm-hmm. start something else. You don't want people to think that you're jumping from game to game to game. You have to make it so they're enjoying it and the community's you know, vibrant. So like it's a game that I've had stagnant for I said, months on the shelf that we're finally now taking the time to you know to build. So. Good advice. So, so the, the advice is do the numbers, kn- uh, know your community, and move in once a dead store shows up. Yes. Be like uh, a, a harbor crab. Yeah, you know, like a harbinger. Just <laughs> Mine was cuter. <laughs> so we like to geek out on this show, and we do it the same. We like to call what you're watching, what you're reading, what you're playing. So we're talking about what we're watching and what we're reading, what we're playing. Unless you're new to the group, what have you been watching? Watching? Uh, recently, I've been watching a lot of Supernatural. Um, I'm not sure if I'm really proud of that or not, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm like through the first six seasons of the show, and I'm kind of committed now. Uh, like it's it's gotten very um, like who can sacrifice each other the most uh, in the show now, but uh, it's still enjoyable, I guess. I'll get I'll get through it, and then I'll probably watch Sopranos to get the filth off. Have you never watched The Sopranos? No, I have. Okay, I just have to get the filth off of the yeah. CW uh, show. That Sopranos soap. <laughs> Yeah, I never got into Supernatural. From what I understand from Tumblr, it's just a lot of gay sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, not yet. I mean, there's like four seasons left I haven't seen, so maybe. Uh, I mean, I- I'm not prepared for that. Their, their last like five seasons are solely funded by the premise that they might just do it. Well, there was so they they, they addressed that in the show. At one point, there's like a. It's like a LARP they have of <laughs> of, of Dino and uh, Sam Winchester, and they basically have basically fan fiction of the two brothers, you know, having a, a love interest with each other, and um, 
they like are appalled but that's a thing like they had they it had happened so much on the internet that in this show they had to write it into a show to basically show their like distressed by the fact that that is what people think <laughs> that is funny to me um, not as funny as the internet deciding that um, Cruz is Zodiac Killer but still pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's kind of like the show's a lot like uh, like uh, Law and Order like where it takes like um, current events that are happening and then makes us like a show out of it but instead it does like more of a hey this is like just famous lore let me, let me just like uh, bastardize it to the to utmost and then I, I think the word you're searching for is uh, supernatural take <laughs> that was my not real laugh <laughs> thank you thank you for clarifying I've never watched it I I probably should. It's not. It's, this. it's 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 enjoyable. The, the first season was pretty horrible because like monster of the week, you know, just uh, yeah. they find this monster, they kill it. But then they hit their stride and they got into the, the whole angels and demons thing. Um, and it's it's an enjoyable show. I, I I I do like it. It is a guilty pleasure. Um, before that, I I had caught up on uh, last season Game of Thrones, and you know, I'm pretty pumped for that to come out. The next season, that is. Oh, you are. Yeah, I am. Because I recently went through Game of Thrones again with all my free time. And when I got to binge it all together, I got to see, this. for me, this show slowly, like, just slow draw. Well, I think that they are running out of content, so they're kind of just trying to get spread, which is part of it, and I do agree with that. Um, I, it's a, Apparently, George R. R. Martin had uh, told the writers, like, the, the end of his storyline, like, in case he dies, because like, he's, he's obese, he's like 77 or something, like, there's a good chance he won't write the final book. Um, yeah. And like, that's a little upsetting. <laughs> like, yeah, I may die. Which know. apparently Neil Gaiman has told people to shut up about it. Yeah. So I don't know what, I guess they're friends, because people email Neil Gaiman about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Can you ask your buddy? Yeah, well, one of them was like, should I be mad at him for not writing faster? And he's, his response was, George R. R. Martin is not your bitch. And then someone else was like, we might die soon. He's like, can you guys stop saying that? He's a nice guy. We all might die soon. He reads all this. You know that, right? We all might die soon. We don't shout it at each other. Wasn't there, wasn't there somewhere like, wasn't like a contest that you could be written into one of his books? Uh, and basically, I forget Neil what exactly Gaiman or George R. R. Martin? No, George R. R. Martin. You can be written into one of the next, the upcoming Game of Thrones books. Neil Gaiman and, won. Um, and then, then, and basically, he would try to kill your kill you off as a character in the most gruesome way possible. Um, oh, exciting! Which, yeah, I thought it was kind of amusing. I didn't like. You know, Look, it's so Chad. Oh, a chest burster. Oh well. <laughs> that was a weird sentence. <laughs> Well, what have you been watching? Uh, do you know what Viceland is? Viceland? Yeah. yeah. We were actually uh, we were watching the Vice Channel at uh, John Con. Oh yes, we were. Well, it's it's a uh, I forget what it replaced on my channels. Yeah, I have no idea. I think it wasn't the BBC. It might have been History Channel. Anyway, they got rid of it, and it's better. <laughs> but I watched. I started watching uh, Gaycation. I have with, not seen Gaycation. It is with Juno Shadowcat. That that is not a person name. Yes, it is because I forget her real name. Juno Shadowcat. Yeah, the chick that played Juno in Shadowcat and X Men. Oh, oh, I thought this was just like Ellen Page. Page yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that'd be Ellen Page. I could totally believe that a show <laughs> called Gaycation <laughs> was hosted by Juno Shadowcat. Oh, <laughs> also, she was Kitty Pride. Uh, yeah. She was in, um, like, the first season of uh, Trail Park Boys. And what? Yeah. She's a little kid. You know her personally. Yeah, you my show, <laughs> Trailer Park Boys? You've never seen that show? No, but people ask me if I'm the guy from it. Oh, okay. Whose Makes name I forget because I've never watched Rick. the show. Rick, Ricky. thank you. See? Yeah, it is appalling. <laughs> I've worn a flaming <laughs> button down before and I've had people ask if I was Rick. I was like, um, I don't think he dresses this way in real life. I hope not. Um... But yeah, but she's she's like the daughter of uh, like the groundskeeper um, in that show for the first season. And then they oh, changed. Uh, I forget his name. I love that character. That guy though, the the sheriff guy, cop guy. Anyway, um, but they, they, just, they just like recast her. I was like, that's terrible. And then you realize that oh wait, yeah, Ellen Page is but totally she's Canadian. Probably too busy now. <laughs> she's totally Canadian. That's a thing. And Kitty Pride is Shadowcat. I thought they changed her name. 
Research department, <laughs> someone get on Shadow Cat Kitty Pride, please. So we're going to get emails if I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, you or disagreed, so you'll, we'll, yeah. you'll get emails. There are definitely going to be emails, which, <laughs> which is great, just because I like getting mail. That's true. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a cool show. It's her and some guy I've never heard of, and they're both gay, and they just go to different countries and try and show like the what it's like to be gay there and what the culture's like. And so half the show is a really interesting and exciting. Like they went to Rio Grande and they okay. did the uh, New Jersey. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. That's, why would they go there? <laughs> why would anyone go there? You, you just drive through that place. <laughs> um, terrible. Game it was really funny. Like, I think it was like last summer she came out. I believe when she came out that she was lesbian, and it was funny. Like one of the guys, somebody Rio de Janeiro is where she went. Some, somebody, <laughs> somebody on my Facebook, somebody on my Facebook had um, like basically like, I can't believe she's gay. Like she's like he was, he was all upset. I'm like dude, this is exactly the same percentage chance of you getting with her <laughs> yeah. as it, it was she had. Gone up. Yeah. Like there's what. Like, what world do you think that you ever had a chance with any Ellen Page, gay or not? I did, but now it is dead. <laughs> How dare she rob this of me? She's gonna get my email. <laughs> and her publicists will just throw it away. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's really cool the first half, and then the second half is always the really sad discrimination and possible murdery parts of that yeah. country. And it, Sir McLaughlin, Arms like, of an Angel. Yeah, but I mean, it it, it sucks, and I like. They've so far only gone to, gone to places like I'm aware of that happening, yeah. and so I don't want to watch it because it's sad. Yeah. And the last one I watched was L.A., and I was so happy to know that the it was just, you know, homeless gay youth being beaten up. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God <laughs> no one's being stabbed. It's like, oh, good. I'm so happy I just get to hear this sad story and not a murder sad story. Yeah, I know. It's awful. Know if you want the words, thank God for gay beating <laughs> to be immortalized on the internet. <laughs> it's either that or set on fire, Noah. <laughs> Both are bad. I yeah, would, see? I'd rather have none. <laughs> well, then they should just do the first half of the show. <laughs> yeah, and then go, and the rest is real sad. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah. Here's some other things that are on if you don't want to watch this. <laughs> here's, here's some and puppies. Your issues about the I world. know. I know. So I've been watching. Okay. For the first time ever, I've never done this before, I went to the movies by myself. What? What a great experience. Because I saw 10 Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> That's a great movie. Alone in an empty theater. But I, does anyone you know seen it? A few people, when I posted comments about it, were like, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I liked it. Because what, what a terrible movie to go see and then have no one to talk to. Oh, yeah. I freaked out. I was like... <laughs> Someone, please! I ran to Reddit and was like, "Hey, I just saw the movie and I'm losing my mind." Someone talk to me, and someone was polite enough to talk to me about Ramona's flowers. What, feet. Noah? <laughs> like that was the first comment. She's like, "Hey, Ramona Flowers is shoeless the whole movie. How about that?" <laughs> All right, there's a lot of other stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> but let's talk about you because you <laughs> you missed some stuff. But Les, you saw it? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Oh. Fantastic. I, I, I just told my fiance to see it, and she is not like a, a thriller kind of like movie goer at all. She gets very scared by just about anything. She's scared of the dark at you know, 25. So there's like just the movie I tricked her to go see, and it's like, yeah, it's not that bad. You know, it's like it's a suspense movie. Um, and I really didn't know a ton about it. I just, I remember like its predecessor, or at least what, you know, I, I thought it was someone connected. Um, and that's all I really looked into it. I was overall happy with the movie. She like had nightmares that night. I was like, "This it worked out well. This was a good, this is a good investment on my on my uh, on, on money." It's probably the scariest movie I've ever seen that has zero jump scares. Yeah, like it's just everything is just so tense. It is an excellent film. I like John Goodman's character. Oh, John Goodman! Goodman, I hope Goodman. gets a uh, gets Oscar. snubbed by the Oscars because <laughs> that's what will happen. I, I mean, the movie I don't think is like. Phenomenal! I think it was. I think for what I was trying to do, I think it was good. I don't think it's gonna get any kind of nomination. Yeah, at I all. wouldn't say it's like best picture, but his performance is incredible. Yeah, he's and really you good. You can't say he's a supporting actor when there's only three people in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there are exactly two shots in the film that make it a Cloverfield movie, and there's no people in them. So it was clearly like, all right, there's no actors around. Slush him. Throw okay. it in. <laughs> to be fair, there's only four shots in Cloverfield that made it a Cloverfield movie. So. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the director did come out and say that they are not in the same universe. They're in different timelines. Uh, he says so that, right? I don't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that either. <laughs> so, like, I kind of wish... I, I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was not called Cloverfield. But I also don't think I would have gone seen yeah. it if it was not called Cloverfield. What was that movie, but, that, the last M. Night Shyamalan movie, The, uh, the Visit? Oh, yeah, I heard that was decent. That movie was phenomenal, and I was surprised because it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, these movies are terrible. But I got sucked in, like, like uh, tricked into seeing that over the summer, and I thought it was great. Like, I thought that he, like, it's like a scary movie you're supposed to be. Oh, like, it, that's with, like, a grandmother or something? Grandparents, yeah. Um, I did hear that. Because I was the plot. It was, it was a scary movie that had a lot of humor thrown into it, and it was a good combination of basically both, like, terribly scary in moments followed by a lot of just weird creepy humor all, off off um, uh, what's the term I'm looking for it off topic I guess it's, it's like it's not uh, not run of the humor it just it was, it was really amusing um, that's a movie if you haven't seen yet I would check it out it's just I did I did want to see that I'll say the same thing about the movie Devil you ever see Devil I, did, no. I didn't like it I didn't hear I, about I, that I if you went in like this is an M. Night Shyamalan film so thus it's the worst thing in the world it was it was decent. I, I don't like, and I know you're okay with like that premise of like four people in a room and like I, I find I was like, oh, it's just one place, huh? Oh wait, never that's, mind. That's the, one in the, elevator. the elevator, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I I saw part yeah. of that movie, and when I changed the channel was when they're they're determined that the, you know, the devil was around, yes. and they he said, let me see your bread, and yeah, he I flipped the, he flipped the bread, and the bread falls like butter first on the ground. Bad things always happen when the devil's <laughs> present. That's like. Well, that's proof. I mean, yeah, clearly, like the bread falling on the ground—that was proof. I'm like, hand me your cat. Next, <laughs> it would have been so much better. It's Infinite like, loop, what? circle, Bad spin. Things always happen. He just threw it and just falls into someone's throat. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, guy just has a heart attack from cholesterol. <laughs> oh God! Lactose intolerant. <laughs> so I'll throw it back down the list. Les, what have you been reading? Reading—that's a good question. Um, unfortunately, the store. There, it's hard for me just to get into like a novel of any sorts in the last nine months. Um, we do a tip podcast mm-hmm. or the um, instructions to board games. Okay, well, with that, <laughs> a lot because every week I learn. I try to learn between three and five new games a week. Um, that's that's usually a lot of board games because board games are the what's been produced the most. But then anytime a new like uh, rule book or uh, like uh, rule expansion for like say Warhammer, I try to at least skim through it and like, read up on it. Um, like there's just a couple FAQs for the uh, ITC um, 40k stuff. Uh, it's like a, a balancing um, mechanic for the newest edition of 40k. <laughs> I'd read through all that to kind of just see what the rules are. So when we run our tournaments, that we're up and date on it. But always something when it comes to the store, you, you know, your, your time is occupied. William, uh, I reread a book that I really like. It's called Bloodshot by Sherry Priest. Don't know it. I've, she does some steampunk stuff. I know I've talked about on the show a long time ago. Yes, but it's a, a vampire private detective. It's a little like Dresden, but I don't like Dresden. I like this lady. Oh, really? Yeah, and she's a little Mary Sue to the author, but I really like the author, so I don't mind. But she's just I don't know, she's like a quirky manic pixie vampire. I, I love the idea that someone is listening to this going, oh, we'll talk about this on episode 17. <laughs> yeah. This is crap. Repeat. Les is riveted by this, by the way. <laughs> like, he literally started twiddling his thumbs. <laughs> I don't know, not that much happens. She gets hired to solve a thing. It turns out it's vampire-related. Isn't that crazy that a vampire detective would get hired to solve a vampire riddle? Because vampire. Because vampire. Yeah, but she didn't think that at first. I would just assume, like, I bet vampires are involved in this. <laughs> What's that? I've been hired? Yeah, it's probably werewolves. You don't want to meet in the sun? Hmm. <laughs> Supernatural, perhaps. Or at the Olive Garden? Hmm. <laughs> they have garlic bread. Yeah, I get it. No, I got it. <laughs> oh, I really want a scene where a vampire has a breadstick thrown at him. <laughs> oh! They just don't like it, which yeah, I yeah. think is great. Does that hurt you? No, it's from Olive Garden. Gross. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, really quickly, I've been reading House of Leaves, and uh, as I last last time I read it, uh, 
there was this really detailed dream sequence. I talked about this last week. Uh, and it was a very well-written dream sequence about uh, this guy getting cut up with an axe. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So I had that exact dream hmm. like a few nights ago. Original was- Noah. What? Get your own dreams. <laughs> no, it it infected my brain clearly. <laughs> it, it clearly did the dream it. Dream STD through <laughs> through magical mystical psycho powers, and not because I happened to be thinking about it before bed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was terrifying, and then I immediately started reading more of the book, so I learned nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. <laughs> and now I'll throw it back down to Les. I'm sure you have a great answer for this one. What you playing? Nothing. Um, what? So. <clears throat> Right now, that well, the last few days I've been playing a lot of Dice Masters because I said we've been trying to push that in the store. Um, that's pretty cool. It's like it's kind of like a TCG uh, meets. If you ever play any kind of deck building games, mm-hmm. you have a, a lineup of like eight different cards that are superheroes, villains, whatever, whatever you want you want to play, and they have different abilities. Then they have a die that you can purchase through like in game like um, like money or like mana if you want to call it, call it magic. Um, and that you add to your dice bag that you will then start to draw the better dice. You'll get like more like stronger uh, characters to play with. And then uh, you just defeat your opponent like, a lot like a TCG. Um, it's very fun because you're just rolling dice all the time. And <laughs> you're like constantly just like you're adding in all these like iconic characters to your to your pool. So it's kinda cool. Like, you, know, you can I can add the Joker into my pool and have him fight alongside a Superman if I want to to beat my opponent. It's 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 a very very neat game. Um, and then I started picking up a Splendor recently too. That's a, a board game that came out like last or year, uh, almost Splendor? year and a half ago. Yeah, I've heard of Splendor. It's a like a the gem game. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's a, you basically you take gems. You you have to get different combinations of these gems to buy um, these little cards. These cards have, a, have like a victory point value value on them, and they produce some kind of gem um, productions. Like basically. You can use five emeralds to buy a, a ruby card that has worth, worth two victory points, and then the ruby card also produces one ruby anytime you want to buy another card. So like it, it, it builds up your your resources as you play, um, and the first person of fifteen victory points wins. Uh, very easy game, but like it's constantly changing because people are always buying out cards you're shooting for. Um, it's really neat, like fun paces about you know thirty five forty minutes. So this uh, used to be a, a, ch- a little girls board game with jewels, pretty pretty princess. Right? You remember that? Yeah, and you didn't want the black ring. That was cursed. I know not what you speak. Oh, man. Oh, come on. Pretty, pretty princess. Yeah. You don't have pretty, pretty princess here. <laughs> what a sham store. <laughs> some crap. I oh. bet somebody's dad found that game in their attic and was like, I'm going to make some different rules for this. <laughs> Probably. Probably got it made it. It's not sitting in your, your shelf of games we can pull out. <laughs> No, uh, we have about 130 back there. And <laughs> what about a game I've been working on called Candy Realms? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We won't. Sell, we, we don't sell that. Won't sell that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know nothing, and I will not be part of it. I know nothing besides you and no. <laughs> Clearly, has not been play tested. <laughs> <laughs> well, people kept complaining. <laughs> Candy realms. This place gives me diabetes immediately. Plumpy. Here's made out of sugar. <laughs> so, Will, what have you been playing? Uh, it's just it's regular Candyland with a bunch of actual candy bars that I jammed Warhammer guys into. <laughs> right, I, might, I, might, I, I might actually play that game. That <laughs> See, sounds great. Be careful eating them. Those guys are sharp. <laughs> uh, you could probably help me with this. I played an awesome card game, and I have forgotten the name of it. Do you know what Werewolf is? One night, one night, ultimate werewolf. Yeah, like ultimate werewolf, all that. It's like that. It's medieval. You're all humans. There's like a thief, a witch, a uh, town Avalon. guard, Avalon, and that was what they were talking about. Junkon, actually. Nice on the yes. spot, and I made it happen. Yeah, but yeah, I played Avalon. It's it's very similar to werewolf, but it's still like you're just. It's lying. very similar to Coup because it's made by. The yeah, it's also Dooku. like Coup, which I'm also a big fan of. It's just a game where you get to lie. It's a game of lying. Yeah, deduction games and stuff. But I've never, I've never been on the like the deduction side of of this or Avalon. <laughs> you're you're just like being the strict. The, the, just it always lying. happens that way where I'm just lying. And you don't have to be. You're like you're on the you're on the townsfolk side. You're like, yeah, nah, I'm screw this. I'm lying. lying. <laughs> I'm just a compulsive liar. This is a game yeah, for me. Lying is so fun. Constantly <laughs> changing your werewolf. <laughs> and the werewolf's like, why is he doing this? <laughs> He's still gonna die. He's up to something. 
Like, don't, doesn't he know that we all know who each other are? <laughs> like, he's not one of us. You get your talents for I think he just has here. that St. Elmo's fire disease where he just thinks he's a werewolf. <laughs> My blood just runs really hot. <laughs> it's just you want to be part of the winning team. <laughs> you can quickly, like, learn. It's like, ah, I'm getting off this ship. <laughs> it's true. Although, if I'm a villager, I've just li- I'm not on the winning team. I've lied. I was yeah. recently playing a really fun uh, game of... Um, a Dead of Winter, and one of the guys, I don't know if you guys have played that game before, but basically you're people living in a zombie apocalypse during the the middle of winter, so it's a double entendre, Dead of Winter, uh-huh. um, but you're working together, and there's one person that could potentially be a defector, so potentially a bad guy, not necessarily a bad guy, in the deck of cards there's one option for somebody to be bad, uh, and like basically trying to undermine everyone else's, um, like, what they're trying to do in the, in the game. The whole game, though, is everyone like a, like a Mexican standoff trying to think somebody's out to get them the entire game. <laughs> and most of the time there isn't, which is really funny because like, always, you always you think somebody's going is trying to like, screw over all your plans and only like one out of three games that actually happens. Um, one of our friends did not know the rules. Uh, I, I think you, uh, well, you, you know Rob Sisler. Mm-hmm. He's playing the game. He doesn't, he doesn't know the rules that well. The first game playing, and he, he thought... Uh, that he was a traitor, <laughs> even though his card did not say that he was a traitor. The, the title on the card made him think that he was a traitor. And he was doing stuff to undermine us the entire game, cost us the game, and there's no bad guy in the game. So we he was, lost. He was a shop owner. Because he was a traitor. <laughs> he was, yeah. Yes. He's like, he had to sell my Wes. <laughs> and like a zombie movie, we learned that the real enemy was human paranoia. Yes, exactly. Or we're, we're all the monsters. Was that the point of Interstellar? Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me freak out on this podcast again about Interstellar. That was a callback. I, did, I, 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 did, I didn't see it. It's bad. Yeah, I, I figured. good decision. <laughs> I figured. Just watch the parts with the robot. Yeah, those robots was, are awesome. That was a really cool puppet. <laughs> yeah. They should get a spinoff movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robots. Called, Interstellar 2. Called robots. Short Circuit 3. <laughs> Short circuit. That. I think we are getting a new short circuit. Button. Oh, good. I hope a white guy plays an Indian. <laughs> Stop saying that about every movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doctor Strange doesn't have it. It has to come from somewhere. So I've been playing. <laughs> uh, I finally bought the bullet and just bought the brand new uh, Super Smash Brothers. Oh, I oh. love it. It's great. I, I'm a Pac-Man guy. I love Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, but I want to use Duck Hunt. But Duck Hunt is an unlockable character, and a few years ago, unlockables were the coolest thing in the world. It's like, oh my god, what an exciting thing. No, I own the Amiibo for Duck Hunt. I want to play as Duck Hunt. I bought the game. Why are you withholding this from me? And even, I, like, I put the Amiibo on it, and they're like, nope, you don't have Duck Hunt. I was like, yes, I do. I'm, I'm holding it. I paid money. <laughs> Just give it to me. No. I also am one of those guys that refuses to look at strategy guides, so... Well, you're I'm an really, adult. Yeah, I'm um, causing my own problems as well. Well, so, uh, Super Smash Brothers, how's that different from, like, like Smash 64? Like, how, how, how much has it changed? In, like, the, the, I would the, say the biggest change is, graphically, it's so much more beautiful than 64. 64 is way slower. Uh... At least 65 bits this time. Yeah, I would say I would say close to 66 even. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, if you play the current Smash Brothers and then go back to 64, you'll feel like it's in slow motion. Okay, uh, but the so mechanics I hear are dra- I don't I don't know enough to get into. I, I have friends that like love Smash. Yeah, and they just complain about like the just the speed and the the hitting, yeah. like where you connect and stuff is drastically. They all still love uh, melee. Is that the GameCube one? Yeah, Melee yeah, that's is like still the apex the of, yeah. of Smash. Uh, it's something like with Brawl, you can only get so good before mm-hmm. you're equal with everybody. Which I liked because then I could actually play with my friends yeah, exactly. and not die. Lots of things like with me with the store and just across the board, I've always been like multi platform and like you know, a lot of tabletop stuff, obviously. Because um, uh, that's like the purest way of playing games, mm-hmm. you know, clearly. Um, uh, the, the apex of the nerd, you know, tabletop. <laughs> um, but the lesser nerds, when you play like, like the, the video game and stuff with like that, I, I got, I always got into it. But I, I never really played Smash because it, it just, it was. I, I didn't really like the, the like the side scroll feel to it, you know, like that, that like the the, the side view. And I, used, I remember playing Kirby. I think Kirby's OP back in the day. Yeah. You, you used to be like Zorb and then just shoot him off in another land yes. and they just die, and then fly up and, and drop down as a brick. Yeah, and. Uh, 
like even back then, like what was it, fifteen years ago? I don't know about fifteen years ago. That probably smashed. that's hurtful to hear out loud. I know. Yeah, about it, it's but. yeah. So all over more. a decade ago, um, this that, that game came out, and you know, it's like when I saw the the, the newest because uh, it's on like the, the the DS, right? It's on the. Yeah, it's on yeah. DS and Wii. Um, oh yeah, yeah. On the, I saw people playing on the DS. I'm like, this is the same game. Yeah. It's like 15 years later. Yeah, but they're you can play it. Shulk. Oh, cool. I have no idea who Shulk is either. I don't know. Apparently not Duck Hunt. There's not a whole Duck Hunt until. It's not a lot of room to expand. I mean, Street Fighter's essentially the same as Nintendo yeah. 64. Except or every Nin- game, they make Chung Lee's hips a little a bigger. A little bigger. <laughs> well, she's she can't fit her organs in her waist, so they've moved them <laughs> into her thighs. <laughs> because she has to live. <laughs> so, you, you give her a dead leg, you might actually kill her. <laughs> right in the heart. <laughs> she swings them around with so, so half-half. Reckless abandon. <laughs> No will to live. <laughs> so that's actually going to do it for what you watch and what you read and what you're playing. It's time to play a game. It's time for host versus guest versus audience. This week I brought some comic books. Uh, I brought, comic books. I brought Epic, which looks good. Uh, I brought uh, a uh, Simpsons comic. You clearly both have a book box somewhere. And I brought something called uh, Defend Comics. You so found these on the street. Three, three comic books. <laughs> right yeah, there's Futurama on the back. Oh, look at that. Dating a bikini. Can I? A bikini. Uh, Josh apparently won Simon's Swipe back months ago. Yes. And it's been sitting in our storage since then. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this back to you guys. Well, you're uh, defending it. You may, you may yeah. earn the right you to win, I not you leave with you this. Have, <laughs> you have to if you win. <laughs> this will be thrown away. But now I'll be mine to do so with. So to play host versus guest versus audience, we need an audience member, but they need to put up an awesome prize for us to win since we put up these amazing prizes. What did you guys bring uh, this week? That is a VHS <laughs> copy of Pulp Fiction. All right, that's clearly the best uh, prize. What, what's yours, sir? I, 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 I defend, I'm the champion of the show. No, it doesn't compete. Uh, okay. Any other takers? Any other takers? Ooh, a dollar. Cash. Cash money. American? (laughs) Nice. And I'm hearing an Xbox 360 IOU. It's totally in his car. (laughs) (laughs) So, Les, as our guest, it is up to you. Would you like to play for the VHS copy of uh, Pulp Fiction? The one dollar, or maybe a 360. (laughs) I'll go for the maybe 360. A shady parking lot meetup. Right, maybe a 360 game. Let's come on up. Grab your microphone. <laughs> I'm just gonna Stop sit here. Not getting on the other side of the table. Just Confidence. Just don't point that at the speaker, and you'll be okay. <laughs> It'll implode. There you go. Blow be up. Gentle. Hello. Oh. Hey. There you go. Introduce yourself. It's Frank. I'm back. Hey, Frank. <laughs> welcome back on the show. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, so we're gonna play a classic game we have not played for quite some time here on the show. Oh, cool. We are going to play the Google Feud. Oh, good. Oh, great. I'm going to give you part Keep of the Google Keep losing enthusiasm search. every time you say, oh, good. <sighs> oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm going to give you part of a Google search, and then I have the top ten auto-completions for that Google search. Oh, God. You want to give me the number Shit. one result. Stop playing Simon. Turn it on. I didn't want to. So we'll start with Frank for the first one. And the, the beginning of the Google search is, penguins are... How would Google... Complete the sentence. How would Google complete it if you typed in penguins are? What would be their suggestion? Wearing tuxedos. Ooh. Wearing tuxedos. We like to call the penguins tuxedo cats. Yeah. That's busted uh, less? comedy slang. Birds? Question mark? <laughs> are they? I don't know. And, uh, Will? Uh, cute. Penguins cute. are cute. All right. The top ten answers are number ten, cute. Just That's good for one point for Will. Uno. Scrub. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so sensitive. From. Just from. Just penguins from. from. No question mark. <laughs> no, just, just, just from, period. Uh, evil. Well, clearly. Gay. Clumsy, jerks, 
birds. Nice. Number two, nice. so that's a point for less. And number one, practically chickens. <laughs> practically chickens. So, uh, Les, we'll start with you this time. Uh, you have nine points. Will has one. Frank has nothing. Uh, you might be getting an Xbox 360 <laughs> game after this. Maybe. And your Simon back. <laughs> Les, how to build a... Snowman. Snowman. Oh, that's clever. William? Um, how to build a... How to, how to build a bomb. Let's how to build a bomb. <laughs> People are trolling the well, NSA. Yep. You're on a list now. Frank? <laughs> I wanted to go bomb so bad. Right? <laughs> People just want to see if they get caught. What, are our custo- what is our customer base here? <laughs> My dear Lord. How to build a... How to build a... Tree fort. Ooh. Tree fort. Very specific. Number 10 is Robot. Pillow Fort. Number 9 is Snowman. Nice. That's two more points for less. Clutch. <laughs> Number 8 is Resume. <laughs> 7 is Better Boy. <laughs> better Boy. How to build a better boy. My. 6 is build Deck. A better boy. L- 5 here. is Bar. <laughs> then we have Website, Shed, House, and computer. Ah. House is kind of like a tree fort, right? Just like, you yeah. know, on the, ground, on the ground. And on the ground without it's, a, it's without a, a ground without a tree. Fort. A no tree ground fort is what I call them. <laughs> what do you call sheds? Yeah. No, it's what I call houses. No tree ground forts. I like that. <laughs> so, Fred, uh, uh, yeah. No, Will. We'll start with Will yeah, on this yeah. one. Excuse me. Uh, can a dog be... Ooh. Can a dog be... I'm going to go with gay. Because it's the internet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> once, once again. <laughs> similar wavelengths. Mine have mostly been wrong. Calm when the doorbell rings. Calm when the doorbell rings. It's a lot to type. Trained. Question yeah, mark. that's probably a good question. <laughs> I feel right. so clutch. Can a, bread. can a dog be vegan? Ah, that's a dumb one, too. <laughs> Can a dog be bipolar? Yes, I can answer that, yes. Uh, tested for rabies? Yeah, if you got to kill him first. <laughs> Constipated? Mm-hmm. Shit happens, or doesn't. Allergic to cats? <laughs> Racist? <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> Retarded? Declawed? Autistic? <laughs> and the number one answer... Is gay. Yes! <laughs> so that is 10 points for Will. If I do some quick math here. I'm still winning. <laughs> <laughs> Will got 1 plus 10 is 11. Oh, maybe tie. Tie. Yeah, uh, yeah we're actually tied. We have to go Ooh. to a tiebreaker question, which I was lucky enough to write. Frank, you're out. Damn. Good, good day, sir. <laughs> so, Les, we'll start with you. And it's very simple. Go warm up your uh, creepy windowless van, Frank. <laughs> Robert. One more time. Robert. Baratheon. <laughs> uh, Pattinson. Uh, yeah. Clutch. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Twilight, right, so whatever that word is. <laughs> it's the same thing. Robert Duvall. Robert Blake. Robert Wagner. Robert Durst. Robert Pattinson, number six. Robert Redford, Robert Red, Robert Downey Jr. No, Robert Shapiro, Robert Kardashian, and Robert De Niro. That makes Will our winner. Obviously, surprise comeback. Obviously, this was staged. Uh, Clearly, you guys are. This is a coup. He and nailed gay dogs. You're going to keep this. You know, on the so. back of Simon was written ownership of Nerdvana. So. <laughs> well, I guess this gets thrown away then. <laughs> <laughs> we won that back. you be proud. <laughs> we redeemed ourselves and reclaimed our Simon swipe, which will be a great prize for next week. <laughs> Les, we got to get out of here. Anything you want to plug? Nerdvana is very cool. <laughs> Hang out and shop here. Thank you. Do you have, like, a website or a Twitter? Yes. Thank you, Les. <laughs> <laughs> Click the links below. All the information will be there. Will, anything to add? Uh, the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is cool. Thank you, Will. Excellent. 
Uh, be sure to join us next week. Uh, that will be April 18th. Shelly Snyder, musical comedian Shelly Snyder, will oh, be really? on the show. Uh, then on the 25th, we have the host of the podcast, Nerd Fix Strangers. Uh, on May 2nd, it's TBA, but I promise you it'll be a great show. And then on the 9th, we will have the Sideshow Freaks from Carnival Carnival. Maybe we'll get stapled. It'll be super exciting. Be sure to give us five stars on iTunes, five star on Stitcher. Vote for us on PodcastLand.com. Make us the podcast of the month. You can also listen to us on Wildfire Radio every Friday. And as always, we'd like to thank Ben Affleck for making the show possible and running over Will with a forklift. This has been the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Everybody left. <laughs> good day, Frank's sir. Xbox. I said good day. <laughs>